Morning. Well, as you can see, we had a little technical difficulty with our projector, but I like technical difficulties. One, because I think Evan should dye his hair that color. Uh, but also, when mechanical things break at the church, I think it's a good thing for us because then it reminds us, what are we doing here? Are we here being entertained? Are we here participating in a production? Or are we here to gather as the people of God to worship our creator and to dive into his word and apply it to our lives? And you can do that no matter what. If they cut the power off, we're just going to go outside. So that's, I love that we had that reminder today. And I also think we should make Evan dye his hair. Uh, but before we get into any further, let's pray. Ask God to bless our time this morning. Father, thank you so much for the chance to gather as your church gathered here. It's on Ball Bible. We're grateful to have a Bible. We're grateful that this Bible is inerrant, is infallible in everything that it means and everything that it says. We thank you that we're not stumbling around in the dark trying to figure out what it is that you have done and what, how and where we should respond. But you have laid it out clearly and understandably in the Bible. And that this Bible speaks of Jesus. It's in his name we gather. It's in him that we serve. It's in him name that we pray. Amen. All right. We'll turn your Bibles to Jude. Still on the first page of Jude. And we'll probably be there. If you've got a Bible, it's probably all on one page. But in next to these two verses, verses three and four, if you're the type of person that writes in your Bible, write theme or focus. That's what this, these two verses are. This is the theme, the focus of the entire letter. This is the thesis statement. Last week, we looked at the introduction or the greeting. This is the theme and the focus of the entire epistle of Jude. And we've been talking about for the past few weeks, the war on the truth, that we are engaged in a war for the truth and that we have threats that are external and internal. And Jude's looking primarily at the internal. The external threats, they tend to, typically throughout history tend to grow the church. If you look at church history, when the church is persecuted, it flourishes. And we have a living, breathing example of that right now. Look at the nation of China. The nation of China has traditionally been very closed off to any kind of faith or religious practice, and especially when it turned communist under Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao did horrible atrocities to the people of China, 45 million people killed in a matter of years. And, the, and any kind of faith-based anything, church, religion, anything, is tightly controlled and monitored by the government. But that church in China is flourishing. I've read several different studies, and by the year 2030, they estimate that China will be the most Christian nation in the world numerically in less than 15 years. In a, in a country that a few months ago just hauled off and went and cut down every cross on every church in one province just because they could. Numerically, the largest Christian nation. By 2025, they say this. Okay, 2010 in the United States, the survey, the census said that there was 159 million Protestants in the United States. And we all know how census data works, right? Like it's maybe you're a Protestant or maybe you just slipped your pen and checked a box. We've got 159 million in the U.S. in 2010. By 2025, they estimate there'll be 160 million Christians in China where if you check a box, you're on a watch list. Can you, like that's, the outside persecution has only grown that church. It flourishes under persecution, but the internal threats to the church are deadly. And we know that just from the book of Revelation, you turn one page over in your Bible to Revelation and the first few chapters are written to seven churches, five of which 
have completely defected and lost the true gospel because of their own internal doctrinal laxity. And they are now under the judgment that Jesus is saying through John, you better turn now. You better fix it now. So the internal threats are the threats that are devastating to us, devastating to the church. Because externally, when the truth is persecuted and and hammered on, then all it does is seem to to, uh, validate that it is actually true. But when the truth is internally subverted subtly, then the truth vanishes and the people perish. So Jude's message is for the internal threat against the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the fight for the truth is of the highest importance for us. Another study that I read was done by a Canadian group and they wanted to go around and they wanted to study. It was two, actually two universities undertook this study. Why are these churches, these Protestant churches, dying and some are growing? So they went and studied this and they gave out surveys to all the churches. Their staff went and sat through services and then they polled and talked to the pastors afterwards. What they found was this, and I'm just going to give you two stats from this long study. But when they talked to pastors, the growing churches, 93% of those pastors believed in the bodily resurrection of Jesus a tenet we hold true. We just sang about a physical body on a cross bleeding. And 93% of the churches that were growing held to that truth. 56% of the churches that were dying held to that truth. Another stat that goes along with the defense of the faith, when they polled these pastors, 71% of the churches that were growing, the pastors said they read their Bible every day. 19% of the churches that are dying said that their pastors read their Bible every day. This isn't a shocker to any of us, right? Of course you're dying. You don't believe in anything. Why would I come to a place where you're convinced of nothing, you're convicted of nothing, and you don't know anything? Why follow that? Why join in that? You've made everything so watered down that you believe nothing, so why show up? What's the point? You have nothing, there's nothing wrong with me. I need nothing from you, so why go? I'd rather sleep in. 